your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Limerick Labour Councillor Connor Sheehan is on the line. Good morning to you, Connor. Uh, tell us about your 87-year-old grandfather's experience at University Hospital Limerick in Dora Doyle. Good morning, Joe, and a very good morning to your listeners. Um, last Thursday, um, I took my granddad to the GP because he's had an ulcer on his leg the last couple of weeks. He's had this b- before. It's sort of a recurring issue. So w- when I went to the GP, the GP looked at the um, ulcer and said, look, I think he needs an IV antibiotic. So she went to look for an appointment in the surgical assessment unit at UHL. And she couldn't get one at three o'clock last Thursday. So she said to me, look, um, you've two choices. You can bring him straight to the ED or we can try for an appointment with the assessment unit tomorrow. So I said, look, I would rather err on the side of caution. I'll bring him out to ED. I'll wait with him. So I brought him out to ED at four o'clock. Went through the initial triage. Um, they confirmed that my granddad had an ulcer on his leg and that he had cell- cellulitis and he needed an IV antibiotic. By two o'clock Friday morning, he had been moved down to the back of the ED into an area known as the clinical decision unit. It's down the back in zone C. And that's where he was, say, Thursday night into Friday morning and all of Friday. But obviously the the infection deteriorated and my granddad deteriorated and he became quite delirious and confused. And then he, you know, at one stage he was almost roaming around or trying to roam around the the ED. He didn't know where he was. He was confused. He was very, very ill. Um, and essentially he was in that ED in various different spaces until seven o'clock last night so he was more than a hundred hours in the emergency department now um, we, we heard yesterday that there were 132 on trolleys uh, in uhl um so presumably right throughout this period there were lots of other people in a similar situation to your granddad a hundred percent, Joe. I mean, I was out there yesterday evening and granddad, before he was, he, he's been moved now to Croom. Before he was moved to Croom, like my granddad was back in a corridor yesterday afternoon. Very old. He's frail. Um, He was quite confused. There was another man very near him on another trolley who seemed to be in a similar situation. At one stage, my granddad was nearly going over to that man's trolley because my granddad had it in his head that he needed to find a pair of socks. And he went to look through that man's stuff. Only I had to stop, had to basically intervene and stop him. Like, it's just, I, and all through this, like, I just have to pay tri- tribute to the healthcare staff that are working there. Um, And my sister was one of them until... Um, but she works in a GP pr- pr- practice now, and it's just, it's just inconscionable. Um, the situation out there. There are just there are trolleys absolutely everywhere. The 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 place is, you know, constantly, constantly o- over overcrowded. I mean, it's constantly fifty percent worse than every other acute hospital in in the country. 
But like this has been so distressing and so stressful for our family because like my mum is an only child um, and that's my granddad's. It's her dad who's unwell. She had cancer last year, so she can't actually go near the hospital um, throughout this entire in, in, entire process. Um, and it's been, mainly been left to me, my dad and and my sisters. And it's just with my granddad being in, in, in A&E all essentially from last Thursday till yesterday evening, you're just you're trying to be there as much as you can. Um, but it, it, it's just intolerable. Right. And uh, as you mentioned, he's he's now in in Croom. But what are your thoughts on his dignity and the dignity of others that you would have seen there over the last few days, Connor? Well, to be honest, Joe, this is w- one of the reasons why I, uh, I decided to actually highlight this and it was my mother um who actually pushed me to do it because she was so upset about the entire situation i mean my granddad was basically out there very little dignity at times very little privacy um you know my my sister thankfully went in and gave him some sort of a makeshift wash at the weekend um you know i saw people Fortunately, your line is just oh, that's an awful pity. Just uh, we we must see now if we can uh, get Connor to talk. Connor, hello. We're just Hold trying. We're we, we, we're just, we're just going to see if we can get Connor because obviously what he's saying here is very important, not just from his family's perspective, but uh, more widely. Um, okay, sorry, Connor, you 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 broke down there the line. So just you were saying about his dignity and and that he he got a, a makeshift wash. Yeah, he basically, Joe, um, you know, because my sister came in over the weekend and she basically essentially gave him a makeshift wash on 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 the trolley. But I, I saw an awful lot of people that were out there that were visibly in a lot of pain Um, an awful lot of older people in particular. And it always seems to be our elderly who get the raw end of the stick in relation um, to the situation um, out there, and it, it it just like I think I think it's a terrible reflection on our society that this is the way we treat elderly people, and that we've come to a situation in the Midwest where if you were to say to somebody that my elderly father or mother was you know forty eight seventy two ninety six one hundred twenty hours on a trolley. That nobody would be particularly shocked by that. And is it that worse, do you believe, for Limerick people than elsewhere in the country? Of course it is. The figure, the figures don't lie themselves. I mean, Limerick is fifty percent more overcrowded than than the next worst hospital, which is normally um, CUH in Cork. Like, if there's fifty on trolleys in CUH you can conservatively conservatively estimate that there would be 90 or 100 in, in Limerick. Like, we have a specific issue here. Um, it was highlighted very well by Jerry Burke when he was the clinical d- director. 
when he basically deep dived into the figures and saw that UHL serves the same population as Beaumont, but there's about a 40 million short um, funding shortfall, a specific issue in yeah. UHL yeah. And, um, and, and, ever since reconfiguration. Yes, and, and you know that, you know, and we've debated this long and hard, we've spoken to various representatives of the, the government and the state and the talk about extra beds that have come online and more beds that will um, still come online. You mentioned about the funding shortfall uh, there, um, and I have put this directly to ministers, including the Minister for Health. Is there not an argument for a very specific envelope of consistent extra funding because of the specific problems in UHL for UHL? And generally that gets pushed to one side and, and they talk about other things. Well, Joe, I mean, the fact of the matter is if the if the former chief, chief clinical director of the hospital tells you that there is a 40 million euro a year funding shortfall, then I think it's incredibly disrespectful by any politician, me included, to come along and try and dismiss that out of hand. I mean, the trolley numbers don't lie. I mean, 132 or whatever it was yesterday, that'll probably pass. It'll probably be broken again. Like UHL keeps breaking its own records in relation to overcrowding. And, you know, successive ministers have, you know, buried their heads in the sand and successive governments in in relation to this, while the situation gets worse and worse and, yeah, and, and worse. And, and you, you see, that the, the problem is we're told that reconfiguration had to happen. We're constantly told that there was a clinical reason, that there was solid clinical reasoning behind that. But, but like, it's becoming harder and harder mm. and harder to stand over that. Right. And how is your granddad now that he's out in Croom? Um, he... My father went out this morning. Obviously, he couldn't go in to see him because now that my granddad is on a specific ward, there's specific restrictive visiting hours. But he is intermittently a bit confused, but he is he is much more comfortable out there. He um, has been washed. Um, he's getting the antibiotic orally because they said, unfortunately, they can't get an IV into him at the moment. But look, I'll be going out there later today but like it's it, it really just breaks my heart because to to be honest with you why couldn't he have gone to Croom on Friday or Saturday yeah like why is it taken from Thursday until Monday on a trolley going around that A&E like he essentially hasn't really slept in four or five days properly either yeah. you know and 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 our big concern at his age is like if he was to stay in that A&E any longer what would be the health outcome yeah. for him yeah Listen, I know it's painful to talk about it when it relates to your own family. So we thank you very much for coming on this morning and telling us the story of your 87-year-old granddad and his journey through University Hospital Limerick in Doyle. And obviously we wish him well. Uh, Labour Councillor Conor Sheehan, thank you. Uh, clearly, as we often say, this is an issue that we debate a lot and what's causing it and we will continue to focus on it. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.